Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. History made by a Red Sox starter, home runs hit by Red Sox hitters, and still somehow the Red Sox lost on Tuesday night. This was the most beguiling, bewildering, weirdest loss in a really long time. Tinged with some Chris Sale history, and then at the end, a gut punch from a veteran who's supposed to be striking out. Everybody else was striking out. There were 34 strikeouts total in an 11-inning game. The one guy who has set all kinds of strikeout records didn't strike out when he was supposed to for Colorado. We'll get into all of that. We'll do it now. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Other than Steve Carlton, is there a better left-hand pitcher in the history of ever besides Chris Sale, who still hasn't thrown a no-hitter? Seems a little unfair that Mike Fiers has now thrown two in his career. I know he's right-handed, but follow me on this. It's the only two complete games of his career, and they've both been no-hitters. Well, Chris Sale doesn't have one. He's going to get one at some point. He is back from that early season nonsense, whatever that was. And now in his last two starts, no-hitter through five and two-thirds, no-hitter through four and two-thirds. Overall, Tuesday at Fenway, seven innings, three hits, no walks, 17 strikeouts. Add in that the bullpen did another couple innings of a lot of striking out of people. The Rockies struck out 21 times in nine innings. But alas, the Red Sox did not win. How is this possible? We will explore. Uh, Chris Sale striking out the 17 in a nutty ball game. And it's only the the first of a two-game series. This is one of those Chuck Woolery two-and-twos. Rockies at Boston twice, Red Sox and Rockies twice later in the year. But here's what we were thinking about before game number 42 of the season, maybe the weirdest game of the season. The Red Sox, of course, had fallen to 6-13 and 13 about four weeks ago. They had been swept by the Yankees in New York. That is a true fact, bro, Chacho. They were in last place in the American League East. They were eight games out. And the rotation had a 6.7 ERA. The Sox were hitting 230 as a team. There was poor defense even in the outfield. Betts and Bradley letting baseballs fall between them twice on that opening West Coast road trip. So we say all that to tell you that here it is about four weeks later and everything, well, almost everything, really has changed from 6-13 and 13 to 16-6 and six since that unspeakable start. And as I'm told you New Englanders say, that is wicked awesome. I'm parenthetically quite sure not too many of you say brochacho, but some of you do say wicked awesome. Anyway, uh, I want to get going here by referencing Tuesday's Boston Herald column from an old friend, Tom Keegan. Tom usually is as snide as they come, as curmudgeonly as the curmudgeonliest curmudgeon. But, I mean, just to give you a sense of that, his great line about Bobby Valentine from when I knew Keegan in New York. He wrote, if Bobby Valentine would have known his Mets would play so poorly Tuesday night, He never would have bothered to invent the sport in the first place. 
<laughs> well, here was the kinder, gentler Tom Keegan Tuesday. He wrote, the Sox have baseball's top payroll, but they've done more than buy their way to the top. Three-fourths of the infield and all three outfield spots are filled by players signed and developed by Boston. That includes the reigning MVP, two gold glove winners, and not to be overlooked, the surprising American League leader in batting average. That would be Rafael Devers, by the way, and we'll get to him in a moment. Uh, you, you know, the, the Red Sox did lead all of baseball in runs last year. You probably read that somewhere. And at least they're leading the majors in runs this month. They have now scored 90 runs in 12 games. And the, the crazy thing about all this offense, Betts and Martinez are, are pretty much down from this time last year. Of course, they're still all-star caliber players. And Martinez, in particular, has suffered for some, uh, through some bad BABIP, a lot of hard-hit outs and all of that. But the rest of the lineup showing a lot of improvement. I just want to take you around the horn in the infield here real quick. Mitch Moreland, 12 of his runs batted in now have either given the Sox the lead or tied the game. He's been really productive these last three weeks. Got 18 runs batted in in the last 18 games. And anyway, through Tuesday night, was one of seven players in the majors with 12 home runs, 29 runs batted in. That's pretty good stuff. Now, he's got the lowest batting average on base percentage of that group. But 15 home runs in all was last year. Guy had 12 by Mother's Day this year. Steve Pierce got the start, we should mention, on Tuesday, and he's off to a brutal start, hitting about 120. And, you know, initially you could have said this was Pierce having missed some time in spring training. First he was sick, then he had the calf strain, didn't have the usual amount of at-bats and all that. But this is seven weeks into the season, and Pierce has not come close to getting locked in yet. And not for nothing, down at AAA, and he's left-handed, so this is not really a threat to the right-handed Pierce. But the kid first baseman from Philly, Josh Ockamy, Five home runs in his last four games, including two on Tuesday night. He's got 23 hits this year. Only six of them are singles. So a power-hitting guy behind him. Uh, and, and that kind of reminds me of third base, because here's Devers, the only Sox player to get into all 42 games this year. He's got a 415 uh, on base percentage right now. OPS is up near 1,100 over the last 18 games. He's got 19 runs batted in in that time. Got a quarter of the season in the books. And he's got the best batting average in the American League. Last year on this date, he was 82 points behind where he is right now. So totally impressive. And we got to point out, Chavis can play third base. And behind that, you've got Bobby Dahlbeck, who was just named the Eastern League Player of the Week at Portland. He was 8 out of 16 with four home runs. The guy is rolling. So you're pretty well stocked at first and at third right now. Shortstop, as long as Xander Bogarts is healthy, everything's good. Guy had four walks at this time last year. This year, it's more than six times that amount right now. He's got six just in his last two games. He had two in all of April of 18. He had four in a game over the weekend. OPS for Xander right now is about 8.15. No worries there at all. Second base, okay. Pedroia's rehab is stalled, and everybody's got an eye on that. Chavis, though, uh, he had the five RBI game coming off the 0 for 19. I did that on Sunday. Hit a long home run in the game, by the way, Tuesday night. We'll get to that. But, you know, you, you don't even miss Brock Holt right now. And uh, you, you wonder what Eduardo Nunez is going to have to do to stay on this team. I, I'm going to leave the outfield alone for now because we just have so much else to talk about. But as for the moundsmen, just real quick, I mean, this team obviously was expected to have one of the best rotations in baseball. And for the past month, they really have. Red Sox starters have a 3.1 ERA their last 29 games. They're getting price back this weekend. Evaldi is on the mend. 
Cora said that just about every day Evaldi walks into his office and demonstrates a little bit more, like he's getting closer. So that brings us to Chris Sale. And it's been almost a month since Sale told us he was pitching so bad that it was embarrassing for his family. In his four starts since that statement, he is undefeated, ERA of one and three quarters, and his strikeout totals are straight out of a video game. This start on Tuesday, this was another tour de force lanky lefty Lollapalooza here. On a frigid Fenway night, the Colorado Arenados were disposed of very quickly early on. Sale had 14 strikeouts through six innings, and he did it on a crazily efficient 90 pitches. He then struck out the side in the seventh and final inning, but he gave up a two-run home run to Arenado, and that kind of started the snowball down the mountain. Sales splits this year. First three starts, it was 12 innings, 12 runs, eight strikeouts. Now his last three starts, 21 innings, three runs, 41 strikeouts. Yeah, I said 41 strikeouts over three starts, not eight strikeouts over three starts. Pedro had a three-start run like this in 99. Roger Clemens once in 88. But that's pretty much it in Red Sox history. 41 strikeouts and three starts in this day and age when after 100 pitches you're done. It's incredible. Chris Sale in May now has faced 76 batters. He has struck out 41 of them. So that's nearly two out of every three hitters daring to grab a bat and even try. Sale is striking him out. Player of the Month award. Can we give it out now? May stats, here they are. 21 innings, nine hits, one walk, 41 strikeouts. The one walk, by the way, Jose Abreu in a 10-pitch at bat in Chicago. That was 73 batters ago. He has now struck out at least a dozen batters 36 times in his career. That's ahead of Roger Clemens for fifth most in big league history. But it wasn't enough in this game. The Sox did a few things offensively. It was mostly home run balls as usual. Devers to left, 355 feet. Martinez to left center, 424. Chavis not to be outdone, 451. A tracer that was barely fair. In fact, it went to review. But that was the offense Tuesday night against Kyle Freeland, who has been struggling big time. Sale, uh, no struggles at all. And overall in this game, just to, if I haven't said this yet, 24 strikeouts, ties the franchise record for most strikeouts in a game. They did it in a 15-inning game against Tampa Bay a couple of years ago. This one only went to 11. The only other pitcher with 14 strikeouts, no walks, and back-to-back starts in baseball history is Doc Gooden. Did that in 84 for the Mets in September. This was the sixth time that a Red Sox pitcher had struck out 17 in a game. Pedro Martinez did that uh, last, I guess, in 2000. And uh, struck out the, the first six batters of the game. And in the expansion era, the only other Red Sox to do that was Ray Culp in uh, 1970 did that at the Angels. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about just some silly stats here. Got to go back almost 50 years for that last one. But it all unspooled, unfortunately. It was the bullpen. And remember, that was expected to be the team's biggest weakness coming into the year. But, uh, you know, the, the trio of Barnes and Walden and Workman, they've each got an ERA of under two. No problems there. Workman came out to start the eighth. It had been 41 batters since he had allowed a hit. So what happens? Chris Iannetta zings him for a one-out double. And after Ian McMahon strikes out, Charlie Blackman, the guy that looks like a blacksmith and whose walk-up music is Josie's on vacation far away. 417-foot home run, first all year allowed by Workman, and just like that, no win for sale. 4-3 Colorado at that point. Sox get the run back on a pinch-hit single from Moreland in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, a rare Mitch Moreland single, but then the weird play magnet, Eduardo Nunez, lines into a double play with runners at first and third. 
And that ended what could have been the key inning of the game. Everybody soldiered on on a very frosty night to the ninth inning and to the 10th and to the 11th, all tied at four, before Ryan Brazier walked two Rockies and allowed a base hit to center by Mark Reynolds, the strikeout king of all strikeout kings. That's what snapped the tie. Sox fall and fail, I guess, in the, in the bottom of the 11th. They, they couldn't really touch Wade Davis. So you've got a 5-4 loss in a game that had the three home runs and the electric stuff from Sale. Just the 16th time a major league pitcher has struck out 17 and not one. That had somehow happened to Randy Johnson three times, and now it has happened to Chris Sale. Let's hear from Chris Sale. He had to be thrilled with how that slider was just zigging and zagging and, and wiping people out. Can't be pleased with the fact that the team lost, but here's Chris Sale in his own words. Uh, it was cool. Um, you know, I definitely felt it when I was out there. Um, just kind of got locked in and just kind of rolled with what Sandy had going for me. Um, He had an unbelievable night behind the plate and just kind of knew what pitch to call and where it needed to be. Chris, what do you you feel like has happened in the last four starts that wasn't really happening? Um, Like I said, I've talked a lot with CB and Dana and even AC about um, just pitch selection, um, you know, where where my hands are breaking, where like kind of arm pass stuff. Uh, and just kind of getting back to things that made me successful before. Um, you know, picked up a couple bad habits and try to kick those and just delivery stuff and just putting it all together at one time. What's that feeling like as you're going through the game? You know, probably know you have a chance to get some history there. You know, what's that feeling like? It's awesome. I, you know, I love this game and to be able to have a chance at doing something like that is, is special. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's still a close game. you you got a job to do, and, you know, you just try to hold it down when you can. Alex said you kind of playfully tried to go one more for a chance at 20. What, I mean, was it on your mind? Obviously, it's on your mind, but was it something you, you really wanted a shot at? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's a pitcher on the planet that, you know, you got 17 punch outs. You definitely want to go out for the, the third one, or the last inning, excuse me. Um, but you know, I'll, I respect him as, as much as anybody on the planet, and I'll, I'll never question anything he does, um, even in regards to me with that. So, and you look at where we're at in the game, and you look at who we're who we got coming in. Our, our bullpen has been. As, as good as it's ever been, and they've been a, a strong point for our team all year, and and working especially has been probably the most consistent guy down there all year. So, you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, obviously you want a shot at it, but you can uh, it's, a, it's an easier pill to swallow knowing the situation and, and the circumstances and, and who you got coming out of the bullpen to. Sometimes stuff and results don't line up, but with what you accomplished tonight, did you feel like that was as good stuff as you've ever had yeah just fastball command and my slider was was probably about as good as it's ever been um you know on on the flip side of things this isn't really about numbers or stats or stuff um you know baseball's a very much very much so a timing game Uh, i picked a you know uh, seven innings is great you know 17 punch outs is great but at the same time i had a terrible timing with you know, giving up the runs I did. I think, I think Remy said it like in the 10th or 11th inning. Um, 
you know, that was the one that, that got them back in this game and gave them a breath of fresh air. And, um, so, you know, I mean, all things aside, that was, I think that was the one that kind of, that got us the most, you know, gave them, gave them a new life and, and put some pep in their steps. So, um, like I said, everything else is cool. I appreciate, you know, what happened tonight. I'm, I'm not taken away from that, but at the same time, you know, it's pretty crappy timing to give up a two-run homer and, and give a team a new life. So there's Sale, who had some good support from Matt Barnes, two innings, five strikeouts. So now Barnes, 33 of 66 batters faced this year, have struck out. And this was the ultimate modern baseball game, by the way. Five home runs, 34 strikeouts in it. So just a whole lot of all or nothing in this one. And of all things, it was situational hitting. They got it done for Colorado in the end. They got the hit from Reynolds with a couple men on, and that's what kind of swung the whole thing. Alex Cora, after the game, uh, trying to unpack all of this. Uh, the, the wonderment of Chris Sale certainly on his mind. Here's the skipper. Uh, that was fun to watch. Uh, uh, first time I've been in something like that, you know, and watching the strikeouts and watching the pitch count, you know, like you want him to go as deep as possible. And Then there was an bad by Nolan. And he, he got in three pitches. I was like, oof. You know, thank God, you know, we want him to go deep. But uh, it was amazing. Like, we've been saying all along, I think, you know, slider obviously is back, and uh, fastball command was was there. You know, just one pitch to Nolan, you know, he's out of the ballpark. But besides that, he was outstanding. That was fun to watch. Independent of what happened in the eighth, any thoughts about one more? Uh, depending, you know, depending. I mean, it, it was a one-run game. You know, all of a sudden, they scored two, so, yeah. He, in the tunnel, he goes, you're not going to let me get 20? <laughs> you know, but sarcastic, but probably serious, too. <laughs> but uh, that was fun to watch. I mean, uh, what a performance. Um, fastball change-ups, sliders, you know, uh, in and out, up. That was pretty cool to watch. How, because of how, how well we did, how are you ready to do the visual? I mean, um, it sucks, honestly, but... Uh, I think we had the right matchups going into into that inning. You know, um, we had we have work against the lefty. He's been amazing against lefties. So um, you know, just a two breaking ball that you know he put a good swing on it and, and hit out of the ballpark. You know, um, you know you don't expect that. You know, with the way he's been throwing and the matchups and we were where they were in the in the lineup, thinking about pinch hitting all that, bringing the lefties. That's why we went with work, but. It didn't work out tonight, so, you know, and then after that, Barnsley did good, um, you know, an 0-2 pitch to Reynolds, you know, he didn't hit it hard, but he put it on the plate against uh, Brazier, but it is, it sucks because of the way he pitched, you know, but it is what it is, you know, we show up tomorrow and then and go play again. You said that you were kind of a strikeout, Chris obviously knew. How hard is it not to get caught up in the potential for history? Yeah, I mean... It's, it's hard, but at the same time, he understands. You know, uh, he comes from a from a long one in uh, in Baltimore, and uh, there's a lot of effort there. You know, um, uh, I don't know. It's one of those that it's not a it's you know, it's not a win win situation. You know, it's one of those that it's a tough one, anyways, regardless. So, you know. Um, I think both, honestly. You know, um, he, he, he made a lot of pitches the last one. So you, you got to be careful. You know, there, there's a bigger goal here. And uh, we've been very disciplined 
throughout the process, and uh, you, you still have to be disciplined. And uh, I think he understands. You know, um, like I said, it's, it's one of those that, you know, as a manager, where you put, you know, in balance. You know, and we need this guy to pitch deep into the season. So, you, know, you just got to be disciplined. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I mean, the last two, um, I don't know how many strikeouts, whatever it is, uh, but location, uh, it, it's been amazing. Uh, he, he, there's one thing to throw strikes. Another one is to to do what he's doing right now, you know, where he's going with the fastball and the slider and the changeup and being able to repeat his delivery. You know, it's... Uh, it is, this is what we work for. Obviously, we wanted results earlier. There were a few games there that, you know, like the game against Toronto here, they got five singles and you know, it just didn't work out. You know, he, he pitched in Oakland with an 88 mile per hour fastball, and he goes six, and they score one. So, you know, it's just now, now he's fun. And, and you know, right around this time is when he took off uh, last year. We just got to make sure, you know, we keep him fresh, we keep him healthy, and uh, good things are going to happen for us. No, no, it's not gratifying. No, it's just something that we believe. We believe in the in the players. You know, we believe in what we mapped out. Um, we did it last year, and uh, we did it this year, and. Uh, is something that it takes a lot of time, you know. Uh, Brad and, and and the medical staff, um, you know, they they work the whole off season trying to map this out and how we're going to do it. Um, you look at the the history, the last whatever years, you know, how it works out, you know, with teams that play deep into the, in, into the playoffs or play in the World Series, how, how it goes, and and we want to make sure these guys, you know, they. They last, you know. I know Nate is on DL and David is on DL right now, but we feel comfortable with uh, with what we put in place. And uh, I think it's you know the last few weeks or three weeks, you know, we've been throwing the ball well. So now we we just got to keep going, you know, use the schedule to to our advantage. Uh, like I said before, you got to be disciplined in this, and uh, and if we do that, well, we're gonna put them in in a, in a situation that they're gonna be successful. All right, thanks to Alex Cora. And we need to point out that the run of games against not-so-great starters will end on Wednesday. Herman Marquez has had a really nice year for Colorado is up. And then the Astros come to town, and they're supposed to open with Garrett Cole. So it's not going to get much easier. The Red Sox are now 22-20 and 20 with this loss. The Rockies pull themselves up to 20-21. and 21. Just remarkable. As Sale, again, does things that it looked like he'd never be able to do again. If you watched him in late March, and all the way through April, you're thinking, where has Chris Sale gone? Oh, he's back. He's back big time. But the, the Red Sox failed to win the game for him. That is a darn shame. 5-4 the final. 5-6-2 and two for Colorado. 4-9-0 and oh for Boston. And looking for things to turn around and maybe warm the hell up coming up on Wednesday night at Fenway. This is Josh Lewin. Thanks so much for checking in. It's called Sox Daily. We hope you will subscribe. And we'll talk to you very soon. Bye.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.